Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. There is no way that a Christian should be pessimistic or negative. Because we have the Spirit of God actually living in us. How does that look? What is my lifestyle really supposed to look like? Here it is. A Christ follower's glass isn't half empty. It isn't even half full. It simply overflows with joy and peace. You've probably seen the illustration of a glass halfway filled with liquid and been told it represents your level of pessimism about certain ideas. You may be a glass half full person or maybe a glass half empty person. But today, Pastor Mark is going to share that this glass can be overflowing when it comes to your relationship with Jesus. He wants you to experience an abundance of joy. So much of that, even that it's impossible to not share it with others. They'll see the joy of the Lord in all you say and do. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of this broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark in John chapter 14 with today's edition of Lessons for Living. Turn in your Bibles to the book of John chapter 14. John chapter 14. We'll scoot on down to verse 12. We learned the first commitment. It's commit ourselves to be a growing follower of Jesus Christ. In John 14, 12, Jesus says this. I tell you the truth. Anyone who has faith in me, will do what I've been doing. He will do even greater things than these because I am going to the Father. We learned that God created each of us with unlimited potential in the spiritual area to change our world. We saw that promise given to the 12 disciples. And we learned that if we are going to do that, There's a commitment we're going to have to make. If I'm going to reach the potential God has for me, there is a commitment of being a growing follower of Jesus. Here's number two. Celebrate and live the fulfilling lifestyle. You see, it's not just about starting well. It's not just about making a commitment to grow in Christ, but it's living That lifestyle that God enables us to live with the power of the Holy Spirit. Celebrate. Well, sometimes our world doesn't celebrate. Here's a 
The latest study in Europe, you might, if you're French, you won't like it. Other than that, it's okay. We've discovered that this study reveals that French workers are the world's biggest whiners. Isn't it interesting? They're the biggest whiners. The French. Well, was Jesus a whiner? Let me ask you. Anybody in this room a whiner this week? Did anybody complain at least once this week? Let let me see your hand. The rest of you are lying through your teeth. (laughs) You know that person that pulled in front of you or whatever, and then you really got onto it because they had a Calvary Temple sticker right on their car. (laughs) You griped and complained about them. Well, Jesus didn't come into this world griping and whining and complaining. Notice, Matthew eleven nineteen, the Phillips translation, you see it, it says this, the Son of Man came enjoying life. The word celebrate means to make merry, to have fun, to party, to enjoy. Simply, joy. It's a life that's fulfilling. The opposite of celebrate Well, grieve, moan, sorrow, wail, regret, complain, gripe. Now, if you're a Christian, we should learn to celebrate, not be gripers. If you happen to be from that heritage of the French, if you email me this week and complain, (laughs) then you fit perfectly into statistics. So don't email me. Now, when we think about complaining and griping and being negative, how does that look in a real setting? Well, here's kind of a picture of it. You've seen it many times before. Is this glass half empty or half full? How do you look at life? You know, the Bible says that Jesus came and he enjoyed life, and yet the Bible says he was a man of sorrows. But his overall outlook on life was positive. It was optimistic. Where does my critical nature come from? Does it come from my dad's side or from my mom's side? Where does it come from? Well, it actually comes from our original sin nature. When you were born, you were born with a sin nature. And that sin nature expresses itself in lots of ways. One of the ways is to be negative, pessimistic, critical, complaining. How did that all start? Well, you remember back in the Garden of Eden, God created Adam and Eve, and he said to Adam and Eve, and I'll just use the number this morning, there's a thousand different kind of fruit trees that are yours. Enjoy. But there's one that I don't want you to go to. As you know, Adam and Eve went over to the one, Satan was there. And here's basically what Satan probably said to Adam and Eve. What kind of God is this that you have? You know, I mean, he's keeping the best fruit from you. So that negative, doubting, complaining spirit, it's from my sin nature. It's your sin nature. Without God, that sin nature rules our life. We're critical, we're negative, we're pessimistic. The glass is always half empty. Well, 
That's not the way Jesus came to this earth. He didn't come that way. In fact, if you look back, look back at verse 12. Verse 12, I tell you the truth, anyone who has faith in me will do what I've been doing. He will do even greater things than these. So that negative spirit flies in the face of what Jesus promised. We would do greater things. Well, if I'm a CCF, a committed Christ follower, that nature that God puts in me is positive and optimistic rather than negative and pessimistic. So I can celebrate and live this fulfilling lifestyle. Well, how, how do I overrule the sin nature that's always with me, this critical sin nature? Well, we overrule that very simply by looking at verse 16. Take a look. You're right there in John 14. John 14, verse 16. Jesus says, I'll ask the Father. He'll give you another counselor to be with you forever. The Spirit of truth, talking about the Holy Spirit. The world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him for he lives with you and will be in you. Notice Jesus says, I'm not going to leave the disciples alone to struggle to try to do this life. He says, I'm going to, I'm going to actually give you something that's very new, very exciting. And it's not really a something. It's a someone. God, the Holy Spirit, would actually come and take up residence in my life, in your life. And then I would be guided and empowered 24-7. Doesn't matter what I face. Doesn't matter what's there. So I can be positive. I can be look at life with kind of a beautiful joy, knowing that all things simply are going to work together for good. Now, how does that work? First thing I want you to write here in Vieira is this. CCFs, committed Christ followers, celebrate because we have the Holy Spirit as our guide and our helper. Let me show you how that plays out. In my life and your life, without God, I'm pessimistic. Glasses half full. I'm pretty critical. Things just don't go right. What about when the Holy Spirit comes in my life? Well, when the Holy Spirit comes in my life, I have an optimistic outlook. And you're going to see lots of reasons for that today. A Christian is to celebrate life. We're here for a very short number of years. We're here to make an impact on our world for Christ, and we have all that we need to do that. So when I'm faced with situations in my life, if they're positive or negative, if the Holy Spirit has his way and rules my life, if I'm spirit-filled, then I will be positive. Oh, once in a while, I'll have a, a negative comment. We all do it. You already raised your hand. But overall, if I'm a Christian and the Spirit's ruling in my life, see, these are the two forces that are always inside a Christian. I'm left with my old sin nature. It's always there. It will be there until I get to heaven. Then there's no more sin. But I can be very negative. I can be critical. I can be a complainer. It's not hard. But God says, no, I don't want you to be that way. I want you to celebrate life. So if the Holy Spirit is in me, and one of the reasons I'm teaching you here in Melbourne and Vieira and by the web if you're watching all around the world, is that the overall outlook for a Christian is not negative, it's not pessimistic, it's optimistic, 
And you should be celebrating life. So I want to let the spirit rule in my life. I don't want to be negative. I don't want to be a complainer. I want to be a person who enjoys life. And God gives us that kind of life. And he does that because notice Philippians chapter 2. For God is working in you. If you're a Christ follower today, Christ lives in you. He's at work. When I bend my old nature to being critical and complaining, the Spirit says, cut it out. Don't go there. Don't be that person. For God, look at, for God is working in you, giving you the desire and the power to do what pleases Him. The resulting lifestyle is exceptional and exciting. There is no way that a Christian should be pessimistic or negative. Because we have the Spirit of God actually living in us. How does that look? What is my lifestyle really supposed to look like? Here it is. A Christ follower's glass isn't half empty. It isn't even half full. It simply overflows with joy and peace and excitement about life. Now, some of you that are negative are going to say, nice statement, Balmer, I like that. You can't prove it from the Bible. Yes, I can. Let me read you the verse. As you see this, this is a perfect picture of John chapter 7, verse 38. Anyone who believes in me may come and drink. For the scriptures declare, rivers of living water will flow from his heart. So if you're a Christian, you're supposed to be spirit-filled. The joy of the Lord should be yours. You know, I travel lots of miles every year all over the world doing lots of things with missions and stuff and whatever. And taking trips to Israel and taking people to Turkey and whatever. And one of the things I say when I lead a group to a group of people that don't travel a lot is this. Now, on this trip, we're going to enjoy the trip. It's going to be absolutely exciting. It's going to be incredible. But some things just won't go right. Get yourself ready. When those happen, don't become negative. Don't become... See, when you go overseas, all kinds of things can happen. You say, well, if I stay home, everything's all right. Perfect. Where do you live? No, it isn't. So I just say to people... You're either going to enjoy the trip and you're going to see later you do that with the right attitude in your mind. See, if you look at life and expect life now that you become a Christian, everything's going to be perfect. Everything's going to fall in place. There's not going to be any difficulty. It's just going to work perfectly. What world are you, what are you drinking? That's not the world we live in. So when I take trips, I always say to people, it's going to be incredible. But get used to it. Quite often when we go like to India and, and, and rough places like that, China, I have to say to the ladies, now some of the potties are not going to have seats and you're going to have to, it's going to be very difficult on the quads and it's going to be exciting and, and whoa, whoa, just relax. It's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. And I have to say to some of the guys, rice again? Well, what country are you in? China. Oh, okay. So see, we kind of have weird ideas when we travel. Hello? And so I just love traveling with people who are positive. Now, if you go with me and you're negative, I just say to you, get the next bus back. And usually we're overseas, so have a good time trying to do that, figure out how to get home. You want to be positive, don't you? So if you have the spirit in you this morning, you ought to be able to celebrate life. 
Good stuff always happens in the middle of stuff that isn't so good. Well, look at John 14, verse 18. I will not leave you as orphans. Jesus says to his disciples, I will come to you. Well, the word orphan, we know that meaning here in Vieira. In the United States, we know that typically that means someone without a mother or dad. Maybe you were an orphan, grew up in an orphanage. But in biblical times, it it really means this, a student without a teacher. In fact, Plato says that when Socrates died, his disciples said, thought that they would have to spend the rest of their lives forlorn as children bereft of a father, and they did not know what to do about it. Jesus says, I'm not abandoning you. You have God, the Holy Spirit, who will take my place, and thus you'll never be alone. Verse 26 tells us how that works. But the Counselor, the Holy Spirit whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. So Jesus says, you're not going to be left alone. You're not left alone this morning. I have the Holy Spirit, God the Holy Spirit, who lives in me and he lives in you to comfort us, to teach us, to enlighten us, to remind us of the Word of God, to help us to pray and empower us to change our world. See, that's incredible. We're not orphans. Romans 8 tells us how that transpired in our lives. Romans 8.14, look at it. For all who are led by the Spirit of God are children of God. So you have not received a spirit that makes you fearful slaves. Instead, if you're a Christ follower, you've received God's Spirit. When he adopted you as his own children, now we call him Abba. Father, write this, CCFs, committed Christ followers, celebrate because we are sons and daughters of God. Now, some of us weren't raised with a good earthly father. Some of you didn't even have a father. But you can't say that of God. God's an incredible heavenly father. The fourth song we sang this morning was Breakthrough. Some of you need a breakthrough. God, your Father, wants to give you that breakthrough. We have a God who loves us. We're his children. How awesome is that? Now, this uh, weekend is a different weekend for Linda and I. Our daughter, son-in-law, and granddaughter, who's two, Haley, came to visit us during the week. Well, daughter and son-in-law are on a cruise. Our home's been a little different the last few days. We're having flashbacks of 30-some years ago. And uh, we have little Haley, and uh, grandma's doing good, grandpa's doing good. The dog is not doing too good. Little Misu is jealous a little bit, and of course, if Haley cries, Misu cries together, and we have this harmony going on through the house that's amazing. Well, I was thinking that we're children of God, 
when I had a little Haley with me and we were walking around the yard and we walked around the back and she's two, but she has this vocabulary. I don't know where she got it, not from my side of the family. And I took her out there the night and the, the shuttle went off. And I showed her and I said, rocket. And she said, rocket. And she said, smoke, smoke. Next morning I got up and put her on my lap and we opened the newspaper in there. Today newspaper was a picture of the, she went, Rocket and smoke. She's on my lap and we went out to see the fish and she says, Grandpa, take me for a walk. No, Grandpa isn't going to take you for a walk. Grandpa doesn't like you. Doesn't want to spend time with you. No, that's not what I said, is it? Because grandpas love their grandchildren. It gave me a picture again of how much God loves you. See, he loves you so much, he sent his son to die for you. You are sons and daughters of God. In Melbourne, in Vier, you're son and daughter of God. How awesome is that? Well, what does that bring me? Well, it brings me everything I need to do life, but it brings me something even more important. Look at verse 27. Jesus says, peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. Now notice the the distinction. I do not give to you as the world gives. In other words, the world has a peace, but it's not the same as God's. Do not let your hearts be troubled, and do not be afraid. Not only are we not alone as Christ followers, but I have the peace of God. The peace of God. Sometimes in our lives we think things are out of control. They're not. God gives us peace. It's a peace. Jesus says it's a peace that's different from the so-called peace of the world. One of the things Satan has done, he's deceived. Of course, he is a deceiver. He's deceived our world Hugely in this core understanding. Satan will say, especially to our young people, our students, our college students, young marrieds, he'll say this, if you want to enjoy life, you can't serve God, that will impede your enjoyment of life. If you want to enjoy life, life is only found by doing your thing. Later in life, you can invite God in, but not now. Life without God is where there's joy and fun. Doing it your way is what life's about. Well, that's not true. That's a huge lie. But we don't get it. But we got it this week. Jesus says, I give you a peace that the world doesn't give. Peace is something all of us could use. In today's message, Pastor Mark shared that there's a peace that comes to you by embracing a simple truth. You are a son or daughter of God. If you've accepted Jesus as your Savior, you've been adopted into the Lord's family. He calls you his own, and he desires to bless you greatly as you continue to live for him. We know social media is a big part of everyone's lives, and it's a great way to stay connected with each other. We'd like to add a little bit of joy and Jesus to your Facebook and Twitter pages, so come like and follow us. 
you'll be able to keep up to date with all the latest information about Pastor Mark, the Ministry of Lessons for Living, and the church behind it, Calvary Chapel, Melbourne. Visit LessonsForLivingRadio.com and follow the links to connect. That's LessonsForLivingRadio.com. Pastor Mark talked today about giving your life to Jesus and how that brings with it joy and peace unimaginable. Join him next time on Lessons for Living as he continues to explore how you can only know these two things, truly know them by being saved from sin. You can have your sins forgiven and it can radically transform your life in ways you'd never have imagined. We wish we had more time today, but we will have to pick up where we left off next time as Pastor Mark continues teaching through this series, Live for God with Unlimited Potential. That's next time on Lessons for Living. in a herd